0: Thank you for checking out the River's Edge Church podcast. We believe that no matter where you have come from or what you have come out of, today can be a life-changing day. Church should not be an obligation to endure each week, but rather a place to look forward to, a place where we can come together in community to grow in our lives. So join us today as we expect something good from our amazing God. Okay, first of all, my name is Emily. The youth know me as MDAO, so if I haven't met you, meet me after service, first of all. <laughs> um, but I'm going to actually bring the word today, and I'm really excited. <laughs> um, I can't tell if I'm, like, emotional because I had, like, a super awesome God encounter during worship, or if I'm just, like, sleep-deprived, and <laughs> yeah, both, both. Um, but I'm actually—I'm so proud of my team. <laughs> like, uh, let it out. Don't don't confess that right now, okay? These. Uh, okay, but get it together, okay? So I—I I am so proud of my team. Like, uh, Oz especially, like. You know, Pastor Jason said it during our prayer, but um, but we're n- we're now calling Oz outstanding, Zach. Um, Oz, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he got his nickname because he was at first there were so many Zacks, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, they were just like, oh, the other Zach, and it just happens. And so, anyway, Oz O Z, and then, um recently you know P- pastor jason was just praying and it really matters what we confess over ourselves and what our names are you know what i mean <laughs> and and so you know i'm so proud of my team and for what they've done this weekend ministering to students and all of that and you know one thing that really spoke to me this morning that kind of goes along with that um on Friday night, I preached, and I kind of used an analogy from Lion King, and I was talking to Jamar about this this morning, but but I was in my car, and I was just praying for this morning, and um, I was just getting nervous. <laughs> you know, I always get nervous, like, and then I grab the mic, and then the Holy Spirit takes over, and it's fine. But anyway, and then I get nervous again afterwards, but <laughs> I was getting nervous, and um, and I w- and. God just showed me this picture from the Lion King. Only this scene was, you know, the one where Mufasa's is randomly in the clouds, and he's like, Simba, remember who you are, <laughs> right? <laughs> remember who you are. And in that moment, he was like, remember that you are daughter first and foremost. And, and we can put so many different labels on ourselves, and we can put so many different um, just – Whatever, you know, other Zach, right? Even that can make you feel some sort of insignificance, you know. And, and I want you guys to remember that you are sons and daughters, first and foremost. And, and that God, Jesus is proud of you. And, and, you know, we're on this series called The Hands and Feet. Hands and Feet. Um, and today I'm going to be talking about inconvenient love inconvenient love. And you know, when I <laughs> when I um <laughs> this is this is pretty funny. Um you know, just a really quick story. It it just really has come full circle for me because um I preached for the first time at a camp that Pastor Jason invited me to. And me and Jamar were talking about this <laughs> yesterday, I think. And it's just funny because, you know, he re- he was like, I remember the first time you preached, you've come a long way. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. You're right. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, because I was a wreck a little bit. It was like a seven-minute message, you guys. Honestly, a seven-minute <laughs> message. Like now I'm just like, okay. But, you know, I want you guys to know that, it's not really about me being up here. I I felt kind of like I needed to make sure that you guys know that there's nothing super special about me or or what God's doing necessarily in my life. I'm just willing. I'm just obedient. And And, you know, as I was getting nervous to kind of be up here and speak to you guys, I had to be reminded of that of, hey, <laughs> you're not perfect, but you're willing. And and as we become the hands and feet of Jesus, he doesn't want your perfection. He doesn't want, you know, you to have it all together. He just wants a willing and obedient vessel. And so I want you guys to know that it is not on your own ability. It is on God's ability through you. And 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 I want you guys to be reminded of that. Um, You know, last week, Pastor Jason was talking about just being uncomfortable and kind of being, we're naturally a little bit selfish, (laughs) you know what I mean? We're we're naturally, (laughs) our go-to is to be just kind of selfish and that kind of thing, Um, and actually before I, I have a story for you guys, but I actually want us to open our Bibles to John 6, 1 through 13 first, (laughs) and then. And then I'll go into my crazy stories. So John six one through thirteen. I think it'll be on the skyball. I don't know if I gave you the scriptures. I apologize, <laughs> um, but it says this. Sometime, after sometime after this, Jesus crossed t- to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. Sorry, my... When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would not it would take more than half a year's wage to buy enough bread for each of <laughs> of these um for each person to have a bite another of the disciples andrew Simon Peter's brother spoke here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish but how far will they go among so many jesus said have the people sit down there was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down about 5000 men were there and then Jesus, uh, Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks and distributed um, to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over f- um, by those who had eaten. They had left over <laughs> Okay, um let's pray really quick. Father God, I just thank you. God, I just thank you right now that, that when we are willing and when we are obedient, God, I thank you that you bless it so much that there's just leftover. God, I thank you that there is just leftover. But God, I just thank you right now that as we lay th- certain things down in our lives, God, we're able to be free enough to walk in what you want us to walk in, God. Thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so uh, this was a couple of years ago now. Kirstie, I'm sorry, in advance. <laughs> didn't tell her I was going to share the story. So um, does anybody like ice cream? Listen, those of you that didn't raise your hand, I'm praying for you. But anyway, my um, nose is Um, but anyway, so I love ice cream and it's like not a normal person's amount of love for ice cream. I'm going to be honest about that. Um, I just, it's a problem. Pray for me, actually. (laughs) Pray for me. Okay. It's a problem. But, um, but a couple years ago we had, um, (laughs) Kirstie bought some ice cream, okay. And she still brings the story <laughs> up to this day so she knows where I'm going. But but she bought some ice cream and you know, I was broke at the time. <laughs> and I and I like I don't know. I was just hungry one day, okay? And that ice cream had been sitting in the freezer for seriously like a whole week. who doesn't eat ice cream in a matter of three days, okay, that's what I'm saying, Jesus rose from the dead, you got to eat your ice cream in three days as well, okay, but, (laughs) but, you know, I, (laughs) so I, there wasn't very much left, okay, so I literally, (laughs) okay, you stop, okay, (laughs) there wasn't that much left, okay, but I finish that sucker, okay, <laughs> I ate the whole thing, <laughs> and honestly, like, in my opinion, it wasn't even that great of ice cream, it was, like, this weird chocolate, and <laughs> she's getting so mad, okay, sorry, I'm. Sorry. okay, I repent, okay, but, but I finished that whole thing off, and, and then, like, the next day, <laughs> the next day, she comes home from work, I think, and she, like, you know when you crave something and you're just like, oh, I'm going to have that when I get home. And you know that person that just ruins that for you? You know that brother? Okay, I grew up with a brother and he always seemed to eat the last cinnamon roll, okay? Okay? And I would, co- I would be like dreaming about it at work. Like, I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to eat that and it's going to be delicious and I'm going to take a nap afterwards, you know? <laughs> like you just start dreaming about it. And then and then and then of course you get home and your dreams are crushed because the cinnamon roll is now in somebody else's stomach, okay? And that's what happened this fine dreary day actually. It was uh sad, but she comes home and she goes straight to the freezer. And she opens it, and she didn't even have to, because we had like three (laughs) roommates at that point, right? There's like four of us, Um, and she didn't even have to ask who did it. (laughs) You know, she just came straight to me, and she was like, "So, what what'd you eat today? (laughs) What what'd you have? Is something missing from the freezer? You know how she does." And I was like, "No." I didn't eat nothing (laughs) today you know like you start backtracking because you know you're caught and anyway I don't know how I didn't think I would get caught because I literally ate the whole thing like she just forgot like a week and she just forgets that she has ice cream in the freezer I don't know and anyway she comes to me and she was just like um hello like that was mine I was gonna eat that and I was like listen listen that was a whole week that it was waiting in there, okay? And then I loved it because my other roommate was, like, trying to stand up to me or stand up for me. She was like, listen, you, you know, you don't put drugs around a crackhead, okay? You don't put ice cream around Emily, okay? That's just the deal, okay? If it's there, she's going to eat it. It's just going to happen. <laughs> and so, anyway, but that day I was thinking about myself, okay? I'm going to be honest. Like, that day I was thinking about myself, Okay? And in this story, in this story, um, you know Jesus—he never just thinks about himself. <laughs> okay, first of all, like these people start coming up to him, and he's just like, "Oh, we need to feed them." We—and d- come on, let's be honest—spiritually as well as with food. Okay, but but he was like, "We need to feed them. We need to feed them. They're co- like there's so many of them." And all of his disciples, which are us, by the way, if you don't realize that you are relate, <laughs> like, you know, Pastor Jason always says that you need to find who you are in the story. Okay, we are the disciples. I'm just going to be, um, but how? We can't. Sorry. W- there's no possible way, no possible way that this is going to happen. And then one disciple is like, well, there's this kid over here with like a lunchable, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> honestly, like, can we just use this uh, pizza lunchable out over here? Like, I don't know. And Jesus was like, yeah, let's do it, <laughs> you know? Honestly, if I was that kid, and we're going to go back to the ice cream story really quick because I ate the, the ice cream, okay? So if I was that kid, am I alone in thinking that, eh, that's my lunch, okay? I planned this. My mama packed me that lunch specifically. You guys are on your own, okay? You guys are on your own, okay because if it was me (laughs) I would probably be like yeah I would hide it like literally I'd be like what bread (laughs) like what what fish are we talking about here I don't I would like shove it in my mouth (laughs) like I would just like be you know and and I don't really know like this kid must have been way better than me, obviously, because he was just willing to give it up. But but in this story, you know, he he was willing. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had to have been willing. He had to have been willing to give up that food. <laughs> and even though I look at it and I'm like, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, the one person that thought to bring food was, like, this kid, first of all. <laughs> Like, this one person that thought to bring food was this kid, and and all of a sudden he saw a need, and he just was willing to give that away. And Jesus not only took that and met the need, but he also met it abundantly. There was leftover. He blessed it, and there was leftover. And so often we think, well, I want to serve, but I'm not ready. I want to serve, but I can't. I'm I'm not good enough to serve. Like I have so much issue going on in my own life. Like I I can't. You think this kid had it all together? <laughs> like let's be honest. You know, like I don't know how old he was, m- but but he probably was like, uh, "You want my food?" Like he was probably surprised that they even pointed him out in the crowd. You know what I mean? kids and women back then, they just weren't really thought of. They just weren't really, and the fact that Jesus used a kid. In the scripture, it says that there were 5,000 men there, but it doesn't say anything about the women and children, but God didn't use a man. God didn't use a man to fill that need, even though those were, you know, men were the ones that that they counted. They counted. They were significant. And God was willing to use a kid who wasn't even a part of the 5,000. He was separate. But he was willing. But he was willing and obedient. He was willing. And so often we hold ourselves back. We hold ourselves back. You know, sometimes I'm full of excuses. (laughs) Sometimes I'm full of excuses. Sometimes I can back myself out of any situation. You know what I mean? Oh, do I really need to get gas today or can I get it tomorrow? (laughs) You know what I mean? And then uh, my car light goes on. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, do I really want to save this money or do I want to buy coffee? That's the real (laughs) struggle, okay? Do I, you know what I mean? Like, I can excuse myself out of anything. You know, I can really, I can, I can go on and on. And I actually love this theme today is, is a lot about our words. And Kayla talked about it. Kirsty mentioned it. Pastor Jason, I think, talked about it. I think Tim might have even talked about it. I mean, this this theme of just like what are you saying you know what i mean or even the the you know S- you know simba remember who you are like what who are you calling yourself you know this this theme is happening throughout today of what are you saying and professing are you are you excuse driven are you saying oh i'm too busy for this cuz <laughs> you know let's let's be honest we can, we're all busy, <laughs> okay? We are all busy. And the next season is not going to get less busy, okay? If anything, it's going to get more busy because of just seasons of life. Things happen or whatever. But, but what are we saying over ourselves? Because we can, we can back ourselves out of, of serving, or of being willing, or of being obedient to what God wants us to do. We can back ourselves out. You know, it's hands and feet of Jesus. Why do we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Because we're to do what he's calling us to do. We're to do what he's calling us to do. But we can back ourselves out of it. I think Pastor Jason was talking a lot last week about just that complacency and that are you just content or are you stepping out? Are you stepping out? You know, because a lot of the times we think, well, that's too scary or that's too big. So I'm going to step out of it. But what if you had said, well, I can do this. What if you had said, well, I'm confident that God will get me through this? What if you professed, hey, I'm a willing vessel for you, God? What if you confessed, hey, I want to do this for you, God? What would happen if you just changed the way that you spoke about yourself and spoke about what you're doing in life? You know, we can serve at church. That's awesome. Do it. Still some people (laughs) are like, ah, I can't. You don't want me on your team. You don't want what I have to offer. We do. (laughs) Let me be the first to tell you we do. We absolutely do. We absolutely do in any capacity that you can serve, okay? But in the world, in the community, what are you doing out there as well? You know what I mean? This building is not the church, but we are the church. We are the church. We can't just have church here on Sunday mornings. You know what I'm saying? We need to walk out and, and bring what happens here to the outside world. That's what being the hands and feet of Jesus is. It's actually k- walking it out, <laughs> not just in here. This is a safe environment. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can, I can be like, oh yeah, like let's serve, let's do this, let's Jesus. He's on fire because we're all on the same page, <laughs> okay? But when I get out there, I'm like, ah, uh, you know what I mean? Like I get coffee almost like every Sunday. I'm not gonna lie, but I get coffee, and every single time, so what are you doing today? Blah, blah, blah. And honestly, like, sometimes I'm just like, uh, do I say it? Like, do I say that I'm going to church? You know, because then there's questions and, you know. Anyway, I'm imperfect. Pray for me. But, you know, and it's just like that willingness to be like, oh, I'm going to church, you know. And even just getting that in their mind, planting a seed, you know what I mean? Planting that seed of, hey, I'm going to church, Why? Because there's something there. You know what I mean? Even if it's not a long conversation. Even if it's not, hey, yeah, you should come. Hey, let's get you saved right now. You want me to pray for you? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be this huge, huge long thing. It can just be, hey, I'm going to church. Yeah, I go to Rivers Edge Church. It's really awesome, you know? It's just that that little thing, that little willingness. What are you – I really (laughs) – I want you guys to understand, what are you professing over yourself? What are you saying? Are you saying, oh, yeah, I'm not a great communicator. So, so me even stepping out in that way is, uh, is awkward for me. But what if you had just said, now I'm going to do it. I'm willing. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. What would have changed, you know? What would have changed I really want us to turn to Matthew 19:16 through 22. This is honestly such a funny story to me, but I'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> it's Matthew 19:16 through 22. It says then, just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, "Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life?" Why do you ask me about this, or what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, You know I'm going to stop right there really quick because I just noticed this. But he realized that he was still lacking something, even with all of the commandments. And honestly, like that is so important. He knew that he needed that relationship with Jesus. He knew in that moment, I'm still missing something. I need something more than what I have. I'm doing all of these, but I need something more. But was he willing? But was he willing? If we keep going, it says, (coughs) all these I have kept, the young man said, what do I still lack? And Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. It never says if he did it or not. It just says that he walked away. But he walked away sad because he had great wealth, and he wanted to keep it. (laughs) He wanted it for himself. He didn't want to give it away. He wasn't willing to give that away and walk with the Lord. He wasn't willing to do that. I imagine that he gave every excuse in the book. Well, someone else will meet their need. Well, I earned this money. Well, I deserve this in some way. You know what I mean? He gave every excuse in the book. What I want to point out in this is that your excuses, they're actually going to hold you back from that relationship and from what God is calling you to do. It's actually going to hold you back. The way that I see it in my mind, and Oz, if you can come up here. I think the right over there if you want to start grabbing them. In this moment, the way that I imagine it is that every word, every excuse... Every phrase, I'm busy, I'm tired, someone else will meet that need, all of that, it's just ropes. And it's just keeping him at a standstill. And every time that he tries to go anywhere, nope, but my excuse. Nope, but this is going on. Nope, nope, It's OK. Um, Let's see, who do I want to volunteer for my little demonstration? <coughs> Some students. T- uh, Let's do Josh Howell. <laughs> <coughs> I know that he loves being up in front of people, so it really oh. brings him great pleasure. <laughs> this is Josh, everybody. Let's get on <laughs> okay, okay, you know what, Oz, if you could just start wrapping his arms in some ropes, I just really want to s- show you guys this picture, because what it is, is it's holding him, in the scripture, it's holding him back from stepping into what God wants for him. It was holding him back. Yeah, the phrases are going to be messy. I'm busy. You know, it's going to be a tangled mess. And what's going to happen is Oz is going to hold these ropes, and actually, Josh is not going to be able to move any further with Jesus. He's not going to be able to move any further. (laughs) Oz is the excuse You're not going anywhere (laughs) You're not moving But what I want to Hold on Okay calm down (laughs) Calm down everybody But what I want to show you guys Is that whenever you speak against that excuse Another rope actually falls off of you And you're able to walk further With what Jesus wants for you as you lay down your own desires, as you lay down your own commitments or whatever, and just be obedient to what God is calling for, for you, for what he's telling you to do, for whatever. Every, every excuse is just a rope falling off of him. Every excuse, every burden, everything, it's just a rope falling off of him. And he's able to just step further in and step further in. I always wonder what would have happened if he had just done what Jesus had said, if he had just been obedient in that moment. You know, another thing that I just caught when I was reading this and going over this was that it says specifically Jesus told him not only sell your possessions but give it to the poor. What was Jesus doing? Hey, there's a need that is, it needs to be met, and I want to meet that need through whoever is willing, through whoever wants to do it. But there is poor, there is poverty everywhere, and everybody has a place to meet that need. Every single person. He could have used himself. He could have used one of his own disciples no, but this this man went up to him and was like, "What can I do? What do I need to do?" And Jesus was like, "Yes, I will use you if you are willing. I will use you because there is a need that that needs to be met and Jesus was willing to use whatever vessel he was willing to use whoever as long as they were a- they were they were willing to do it, but the rich young ruler right here he he walked away sad but he probably was ooh someone else will meet that need you know no i want you guys to understand that when you lay down your own desi- desires when you lay down all of those excuses when you lay down all of those i'm busy i'm too tired i'm i'm too you know i worked too hard today you know jamar preached on saturday morning yesterday i guess time is r- anyway um, you know, something that really caught my eye was, he was like, are you leaving margin to love your neighbor? Are you leaving margin to serve needs? And he said, this is really profound, you guys. He said, if you're too busy, then you're too busy. What? If you are too busy, then you are too busy, If you don't have time to serve one another, to show, you know, my point here is inconvenient love. Inconvenient love. (laughs) Do you guys know what inconvenience means? It means going out of your way to love somebody. (laughs) It means going out of your way to serve a need. When you're being inconveniently loving towards somebody, it means laying down that excuse. (laughs) It means laying down that own desire. Oh, I just, like, I'm dreaming about that bed, though, that's at my house and how I'm going to go lay in it and sleep for hours. No, no, no. But there's something that I need to do here before I do that. But am I willing to do that? Am I willing to lay down my own desires? Am I willing to lay down what I want to meet the need of somebody else? Am I willing to be an inconvenient love towards somebody am I willing to inconvenience myself am I willing to walk in that am I willing to to step out and say you know what I don't have it all together you don't have it all together but hey let me encourage you (laughs) like there has been moments in my life where I'm dealing with something and the Lord is like, yeah, go pray for that person about the exact same thing that I'm ministering to you about right now. And I'm like, no, Lord, I need someone to pray for me. <laughs> like, can, can you send someone over this way, you know? And, and he's like, no, no. Why? Because when I step out and when I lay down what I want and go serve his people, I step out, and it not only ministers to them, but it ministers to me. It ministers to me. It grows me. It changes me. And so often we hold ourselves back from what God, what Jesus wants to do in your life, all because the excuses pile up. All because we are like, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I don't have it all together. And Jesus is saying, I don't care. You are my son and my daughter first. And if you are just willing and obedient to do what I've called you to do, if you just serve my people, if you just meet a need, I am going to come through for you. I am going to strengthen you. I am going to give you the desires of your heart. Why? Because I love you. Because I love you and and you're willing to be my vessel in this moment to be my vessel in this moment (laughs) sometimes we think I am torn up and I am you know cracked at the core what vessel (laughs) have you ever had a straw that's just broken like it snaps in the middle but it's just like the hole and you're like trying to sip your drink and you're like what's going on (laughs) like what is going on and it's just like little bits and spurts you know what I mean and you're like what what you know I need a new straw no <laughs> you just need to have a, you just need to have the confidence that Jesus is going to heal you okay you just need to have the confidence and the faith that the Lord is going to heal you along the way okay we uh, so often we think we need to be cleaned up and ready to go and then all of a sudden you know something's gonna happen and one day I'm going to be like, yes I'm finally ready to serve God's people. no you will die before that happens. Okay, I am going to tell you that you will die before that happens. Why? Because none of us are perfect. None of us are are just spotless. You know what I mean? Jesus is. And if he wants you to serve his people, why don't you? If he wants you to meet the need, why don't you? Why don't you? Why? Are you willing to lay down your own desires? Are you willing to lay down what what you want to serve a need that, that needs met? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing? What I've realized is that serving God's people is actually showing the ultimate love. It's showing the ultimate love because Jesus sacrificed everything for us. Jesus sacrificed everything for us. And we can't sacrifice one Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon nap. We can't sacrifice an hour of our time to just meet a need. We can't sacrifice, you know, a day at the mall for the youth, I guess, (laughs) a day at the mall to just serve in church. Jesus sacrificed everything, and it showed us that he ultimately loved us. It ultimately loved us through that. And as we sacrifice, as we lay down what we desire, and inconvenient love, inconveniently love somebody else, we show sacrifice, and we show that we love our people, that we love his people. But we gotta be willing to sacrifice. We gotta be willing, even though we're not perfect, even though we don't have it all together, We have to have a revelation that Jesus wants to use each and every one of you. He wants to use you in such a grand capacity. No matter how old. No matter how young. No matter what your age is. He will use you. And if it's not perfect, tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow is a new day. I have to be reminded of that because, you know, sometimes you just do things and you feel like a failure. You feel like I can't do this again. This one moment, I can't. And he's like, you are a daughter first. And I love you regardless. I love you regardless. Pick yourself back up and do it again. Pick yourself back up and do it again. Pick yourself back up and do it again. Pick yourself back up and don't beat yourself up and do it again. I feel like that's for somebody, because I feel like somebody tried to step out one time, and they got burned, and they got hurt. And they weren't willing to do it again. But Jesus said, you are my son and my daughter whom I am well pleased, whom I am well pleased with. And I did not call call you to be perfect. I did not call you to have it all together. But I called you to be willing and obedient to what I want for you. And he's telling you, it's okay, but pick yourself back up and do it again. Pick yourself back up and go after what I want for you. Pick yourself back up and just try again. And you're not going to have it together, but pick yourself back up and try again. Pick yourself back up and keep trying. Because so often, I know for me, when that, well, when it seems like failure, might not be failure, but, you know, we're always hard on ourselves. But when that happens, the immediate, I'm, you know, there's fight and flight, okay? And I, my natural thing is flight. I'm just going to be honest. My natural thing is to just run. And so when I step out and it doesn't go the way that I want it or the way that I think it should go, (laughs) I immediately regret (laughs) doing it, you know? I immediately, ooh, I'm never doing that again. But Jesus wants you to know It's okay. Pick yourself back up and try again because I love you and I've called you to more. I've called you to more, and you're not going to have it all together the first time or the fifth time or the hundredth time. (laughs) You're not going to have it all together. But if you sacrifice and lay down your desires to serve my people, I ultimately. Love you for even your willingness and just your obedience in that moment. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for checking out today's podcast. If you would like any further information about Rivers Edge Church, please visit our website at visitriversedge.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for listening.